Turn in your Bibles to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2. We're on a series, what we started last week, like a, anybody? Tree. Like a tree. And today, what we want to look at in this uh, tree growing is the church grows warmer through fellowship. Very, 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 very important concept. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer. Father, I'm praying, God, for your anointing to come upon me to be able to preach your word. And God, that you would heighten the senses of every person here God, that they would hear and readily receive with joy your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Paul Cameron and Paul's wife, Nellie, comes to church here. Um, He was a postmaster there in Keynes for a number of years. He told my brother on one occasion, he said, Greg, I met your dad just one time. And the conversation didn't last very long, but it was so fulfilling talking to him that I was more than willing, just met him one time, I was more than willing to stand in a visitation line after dad had passed on. He said, I stood in that line for an hour to pay my respects. Now, one of the things that my dad had going for him was he was a very fellowshipy kind of guy. He enjoyed talking to people. He enjoyed having coffee with people. And I think he saw the value of that instead of putting walls up around him. He never did that. He was always more than willing to allow people to, uh, uh, to converse with him, to talk with him. And so many times down through the years, people have said, oh, you're Jackie Shell's son. That's never closed the door for me. That has opened doors for me. And one of the reasons was is because he was such a friendly personality. The Bible says that where two or three are gathered together, I think what he's talking about there is fellowship. And it's not where three or two are gathered together. It's, there is strength in numbers. It's where two or three are gathered together. This thing is to grow. I said last week, some churches have the idea that 80 people, that's all you can minister to. Well, what happens when number 81 walks through their door? Surely they don't say, you can't come in here. Surely they don't say that. The, long, the, the, the more that we can, can uh, have fellowship with one with another, the stronger that will make the church. I am convinced of that. Amen. Now, I've got, a, I've got an object lesson here. Basically, it's just to see who the strong people is in, in here. Uh, how many thinks that they can break a popsicle stick right in two? with your bare hands. How many things they can do that? Layton, you think you can do that? Come up here and try it. <laughs> Who else thinks that they can do that? 
Yeah, that's what happens. Uh, Mark, you think you can? Earl? Come on, Earl. What about some of the even younger than Leighton here? Anybody want to give this a, a whirl? You scaredy cats, you chicken. <laughs> Lily-livered. Huh? Sissies. Huh? How about a Come on, Sue. Come on, Sue. Come on, Sue. Come on. Come on, Sue. Come on. Who else? Come on. Come on. We got some other takers. Huh? Who else? That's just, Come on, Scotty. All right. Come on. Each one got one so far. Yeah, come on over here. Go this go this direction, Brenda. Who else? Who else? Come on, Niall. Come on. We got any more? Huh? Don't show them all up. Surely there's somebody. Who up in the balcony? Up in the balcony. Anybody up in the balcony? Huh? Where? Somebody from? All right. Come on. Come on. From this side of the balcony. Come on, duck. All right. I know it. Who else? All right, come on. Here comes Dolly. Here's Sharon. There, Dolly. Here, Duck. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh, David Eads, where he at? Come on, David. Huh? There you go. Now, with with great effort, they're going to strain. They're going to try to break this popsicle stick. Go for it. See what you can do. Just like that, huh? All right. Throw it down. I'll have some of these kids pick it up later. Just throw it down. <laughs> now we got 12 popsicle sticks. Now let's break them. Don't be cheating. Something. Ah, ah. Come on. Let's see what you can do. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Keep going. Come on. Throw it down. <laughs> Throw it down. That's good. Give him all hand. You did good. You did good. What this shows is a biblical concept and principle that we see in the book of Ecclesiastes where it says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. It's not saying that it can't be broken. It's that it's not going to be easily broken. And it's as easily as they snap that one, they had to strain to try to snap that 12. 
And if you put 12 more on that and made it 24, they can strain all they want, and they ain't going nowhere. They ain't going nowhere with that. This, to me, shows forth fellowship. D.L. Moody told his boys uh, years and years ago, as he took them out, he had a, each one of them had a stick, and he had them to break it. And then he had, he had five sons, and he had all five sticks then put together, and he handed it to each one of the boys and said, break it. And they couldn't do it. And he said, individually, people can break you, but corporately together, nobody can break you guys. Same way with the church, same way with fellowship. If we can all realize the necessity, the importance of getting together. As great as it is to see you come into this building every Sunday morning and be a part of what's going on and then leave, listen, there's something even better than that. That's getting plugged in with other believers while you're here and when you're not here. Amen. 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 Churches throughout America have seen the value of coffee shop. And it's not just to sell coffee. Because they're probably not even breaking even. It's fellowship. It's getting together. It's getting them together to where they can form bonds and to where they form connections. I've done it before to where you can go over here to a plug-in and have, have, the, have the cord right so close to it, but yet if it's not plugged in, it's not going to get anything. Be plugged in. Be plugged in to what God is wanting to do. You grow warmer through fellowship. The four basic food groups for the Christian are these. The Apostles' Doctrine, fellowship. Fellowship, fellowship. Breaking of bread, fellowship. Prayer, fellowship. In the Ten Commandments, you would think that there were five commandments on this table of stone and there were five commandments on this table of stone. Not true. There were four commandments on this table and there were six on the other. The first four dealt with your relationship with mankind. The last six dealt with, or your, the first four dealt with your relationship to God, and your last six dealt with relationship with your neighbor and with mankind. That will always, 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 always be the recipe and the criteria. Before you can have fellowship with someone else, as God intended, you're going to have to first have fellowship with him. Every time. Every time, every time, every time, every time. Fellowship with God comes first. Fellowship with others comes next. That is the pattern. The apostles' doctrine, it is not dogma. It's doctrine. Dogma is what kind of clothes you're wearing and how long your hair is. That's man-made rules. Dogma, man-made rules. Doctrine is you must be born again. Doctrine is the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Doctrine is heaven and hell are real and for eternity. Doctrine is the rapture of the church. That's not dogma. That's not man-made stuff. That is doctrine. Now, I want you to go in your Bible to the Old Testament. Book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. If you haven't underlined this verse, you need to. A man that has friends must show himself meaner than a junkyard dog with AIDS. 
A man that's going to have friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Jesus is my Savior, but today that's not what I'm talking about. Jesus is my Redeemer, but today that's not what I'm talking about. Jesus is my Lord, but today that's not what I'm talking about. I want to talk today about Jesus as being my friend. My friend. The Bible says Jesus is a friend of sinners. Hallelujah for that. If he was only the friend of the righteous man, that'd put us all in a bad state of affairs. Jesus is my friend when I believe. Jesus is my friend when I doubt. Jesus is my friend when I laugh. Jesus is my friend when I cry. Jesus is my friend when I'm happy. Jesus is my friend when I'm sad. Jesus is my friend when I succeed. Jesus is still my friend when I fail. Jesus is my friend when I'm honored, and Jesus is my friend when I'm slandered. When I, years ago, when I cursed his name, he still loved me. When I took Grandma Dorothy's Bible after looking at it and saying, just as I thought, nobody can understand this book, and I threw it down on her coffee table, Jesus still loved me. When Jesus Christ spoke to me for me to be saved, and I rejected that and said no, he still loved me. When I received his forgiveness and in time walked away from that, he still loved me. Thank God. Thank God. Why? Why is that? You say, well, yeah, he does, but why is that? He wants to have fellowship with me. Think of that. The God of all the universe wants to have fellowship with you. Think of that. 1 Corinthians 13 says, his love never fails. Church, we're going to grow warmer through fellowship, and let me add this as a postscript, you will warm up to Orchardville Church quicker when you have fellowship. Not just come in, hear the sermon, and walk out. No, no, no. Get involved. Volunteer. I got something here from Renee Sisk. She attends the Fairfield branch. That's a short sister. Mark, not sure why I had this dream, but I felt I should share. I had a very vivid dream. We were at a community gathering, but there was nothing that stood out to let me know where the location was. Anyway, they were having a parade, and the crowds were gathered to watch. Ken and I were trying to get seated before it started because it was ready to begin any minute. People were seated in their lawn chairs under a canopy in a group not lined up along the street. Someone yelled, here comes Orchardville. A marching band was coming past all in uniform and in unison. The people were cheering and clapping and on their feet. Then there was a little lull and someone said, just wait. They're still coming with more. You won't believe the bread. I said to this guy, the bread, he said to me, it's the best part and it's worth the wait. About that time, someone came up to where we were with a basket of bread. It was one of those red plastic sandwich baskets with a tissue paper in it, nothing fancy, but I tell you, it was so vivid that I could smell the freshness and tell you how it felt as I pulled a piece out of that basket, soft, warm, 
fresh. I'm fasting. Boy, it's tough to read all, all this. It smelled so wonderful. This is great, I said. The guy next to me said, try a little of the sauce with it too if you like the sauce. It was in a little container in the basket. People were pushing to get into where the bread, like nothing else was going on around them. Then I woke up. You see, I personally, I'm a big fan of fresh bread and rolls, etc. How many else is a... When a restaurant is recommended by friends, I always ask the same question. Do they have good bread? Sometimes we can make a meal out of the bread and the rest is just extra. Ask for more bread if they will bring it. Some restaurants have the best advertisement by word of mouth and good bread. I guess I would just encourage you to keep doing what God has placed in your heart and called you to do and make sure you're serving the bread, best bread that comes, keeps them coming back for more. Thank you for your service to the Lord, Renee Sisk. The bread is the Lord Jesus Christ. The sauce, that's fellowship. We need special sauce in this church. And it ain't on a Big Mac sandwich. Special sauce is fellowship. I mean, think about that. Well, we can walk into here and just be like automatons or robots and have the same kind of music and the same preaching and everything, but just walk in here, not have any interaction, never shake someone's hand, never go to a class, just walk in, sit there, walk out, and just be like a robot, not having any interaction with anyone else. God doesn't want that. We're a family. Families interact. Oh, but my family, everybody's family's like that. We're all from Adam. We're all fallen. You know, we say, oh, my family. And the very person that we're thinking of, they're on the other end of thinking, oh, my family. And they're thinking about me. Yeah. A person's family is just like that Clint Eastwood movie with Eli Wallach and who was the other guy? I don't remember. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And you got to put up with them sometimes. And they got to put up with you sometimes. The glue that holds the church together, I really feel that for a church to thrive and survive and do good will be fellowship. Fellowship with the Lord Jesus and fellowship with one another. This church is not built on flash and dash. It's not built upon me telling funny stories, although I tell the best stories ever. This church is not built upon a denomination. This church, again, is built upon the Lord Jesus Christ, fellowship with God each and every day of your life. That's why you hear me say it over and over again. Read two chapters every day, pray every day. It's part of fellowshipping with God, and when you do that, then you're primed to be able to fellowship with someone else. Supper clubs, Orchardville Branch. Cody and Edie Giacomo, Carlin and Justine Loker, Misty Boyd and Andrea Lewis, Ryan and Amy Robinson, the Centralia Branch, Supper Clubs, Scott and Lisa Becker, Craig and Tammy Hensley, Sherry and Wade Menino, Alan and Trina Schneider, Eddie and Paula Ross, Bob and Lana Wiedemann, Rusty and Kim Robinette, Fairfield Branch, Supper Clubs, 
Shim and Jill Barger, Joe and Jennifer DiMaggio, Jay and Kim Goodson, James and Brenda Belangie, Short and Carol Sledge. We are making a concerted effort for people to be able to get together and bond one with another. It will help you if you do it. If you do it. There are no shortcuts with God. There's not. And really, to have a good friendship with someone, there are going to be no shortcuts there, too. You know, I love this old definition of a friend. A friend is someone who, when all the world walks out, your friend walks in. Love that. I love that. Love that. Look at Pentecost. 3,000 people were saved, but before that, there was an upper room experience. What was going on? Fellowship. Paul the Apostle turns an entire continent to God, but before that, there's three years of him living in obscurity, learning only from the Lord Jesus what was going on. Fellowship. Look at King David, Israel's greatest leader, and he was chased like he was a criminal for 12 years of his life. And what was going on? That during that time, stretch of time, the greatest of the most of the Psalms were written during that time. Fellowship is what's going on. Look at Moses as he leads Israel through the Red Sea. Before that, it was 40 years in the backside of a desert, him earning a BD degree. Fellowship. I want everyone here to point west. Thank you. Who, before I would ask that question, wouldn't have had a clue which way west was? How many knew which way west was when you seen somebody else point that direction? And then you knew which way west was. You knew west was out there. You just quite wasn't sure where it was at. I think the same thing could be said for fellowship. We don't really quite know what that is, but when someone can kind of show you the way, then you see, yeah, that makes sense. That's fellowship. That's fellowship. Let's get together. That's the message of the four evangelists that God has in the book of Proverbs, and one of those are the locust. And the message that the evangelist of the locust is proclaiming is, let's get together. Because one locust, you crunch it. How many remembers that year of when the locusts all come through, and it's just like you go to the, the lakes, and they're on the lake, and you go to the river, and they're covering the river, and locusts are just everywhere. One locust ain't going to do much, but that many locusts can upset your day. One, snow, one little snowflake ain't going to do much, but a snowstorm, that can upset your day. One drop of rain may not do much, but a flood can upset the world. Let's get together. A man that has friends must show himself friendly. There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Let me point someone out today. Elaine Orr over to Fairfield Branch. One of the most friendly people I've ever found in my life. She will always have a lot of friends. That's simple. She will always have a lot of friends. Friendly. 
She told Kay the other day she went to the dentist to get her teeth cleaned. And I thought, what? When she, when she smiles now, it's like the whitest set of teeth I've ever seen. I mean, she's working on it. And I think that's what she does when it comes to friendship. She ain't just working on her teeth. She's working on her friendship skills. Well, I just, uh, nobody really likes me, and nobody's going, nobody's doing what I'm doing, and, you know, if they just, you know, just do what I want to do, then it'll all be better. <laughs> and some people's acting that way, and they're 65 years old, and it's like they haven't learned yet. <laughs> haven't learned yet. To have friends, you've got to be, you've got to be friendly. There's guys here, I, I could mention two of them, Vince Sharp and Mitch McMean. It just seems like, to me, there's a covenant friendship right there. Those guys have each other's back, always helping each other. That's covenant friendship. That's not, well, I'm here for a while, and then I'm gone for a while, and then I'm here for a while, and then I'm gone for a while. A man was found years and years ago in New York City, the smell of whiskey all over him, and a deep cut in his throat. Two days later, he died. 35 cents was all he had on his person other than a scrap of paper with these words on it. Dear friends and gentle hearts. It was probably the starting of a song because the man who died in that shape was Stephen Foster. Stephen Foster had written 200 songs. You've heard of them. Camp Town Races, My Old Kentucky Home, Swanee River, Jeannie with the Light Brown Hair, Oh Susanna, dead at 38 years of age. If only he would have had fellowship with God and in turn had fellowship with others, I don't think he would have wound up like that. Fellowship. I'm not very good at math, but I figured this up one time. Seventy years, lauded time, the average person lives. That's 25,550 days. In 70 years, what that computes to seconds is 2,207,000,000. 520,000 seconds. And you know, to be born again, to pray a prayer would probably take five seconds of a person's life if you prayed, Lord Jesus, be merciful to me, a sinner. If a person lived 70 years, they would have had 441,504,000 opportunities to be saved. God wants to have fellowship with each and every one of us. That's why he's made salvation. Wasn't easy for Jesus. Somebody had to die on a cross. And that somebody was only Jesus because he was the only one sinless. Wasn't easy for him. But it's certainly easy for us. We can believe and receive. That's certainly easy for us. And why is that? God wants to have opportunity to fellowship. We are his creation, and God wants to fellowship with each and every one of us. If you believe that, go like this. Yeah. 
God wants to have fellowship. Bow your heads, please. Father, I thank you, God, that you are so great and so good and so loving and so kind that you want to have fellowship with somebody like me. Wow, how awesome that is. For Lord, if that same man, if you took 70 years of every sin they have ever committed and stacked them up one by one, this sanctuary would not hold. This sanctuary would not hold that amount. But Lord, in a moment's time, when a person says, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I want to be saved. That quick, that quick, that quick, that quick, you are willing to save because you want to have fellowship. Lord, if for someone here, they do not have not experienced that forgiveness. They do not know that fellowship with you. God, they do not know that peace that you can give in the even most difficult of moments. I'm praying that by your Holy Spirit that you would knock and that person would be willing to say yes to you. In Jesus' name I'm praying. Amen. I want everyone to remain with their head bowed just for a moment. If you're here this morning, I want you to be honest with me, be honest with God. If you're here this morning and you never had said yes to Jesus and you don't really have that fellowship with God, you don't have that. I want you to raise your hand because I want to be able to pray with you right now. Anybody here, if that describes you, preacher, I'm just being honest right now. I don't really have fellowship with God. I don't want to miss your hand. If you, if you have your hand, would you please hold it up real high? Thank you for that hand up in the balcony. Anybody else? Give you another moment. If you're here, anyone else? If that one that raised their hand, if they'd just please stand where they're at, just please stand. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to pray, and I want you to pray with me. And we're going to believe God together. Thank you. we got two people standing. I appreciate that very much. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to let this group sing. And if there's anybody else that you've got, if you've got a prayer need, I want you to come forward and pray and believe God. And in this fellowship message, I'm sure that there are going to be people more than willing to come and pray with you. Come on as they sing. place that's safe here in your presence Lord there is a place where fears fade away here in your presence Lord so we draw near There is a place, there is a place, a place.
place of hope. A place of hope. In your presence, Lord, with sorrows they face. to him in thankfulness for having such a friend thank God Lord I thank you God for being such a friend hallelujah 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 in Jesus name Today we had a young lady and a young man ask Jesus Christ to be Savior and Lord in their life and to have fellowship with Him. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.